from the old National Bank State Street Studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Black and Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. <laughs> It's Blocking Abdallah, weeknights, 6 to 8. Usually tonight, we will take you to Game 5 of the World Series at 7 o'clock. So we have an hour for your phone calls at 312-332-3776. A lot to react to earlier today at Hallisall Abdallah as we talk Bears football with you. Uh, it was a busy day at Hallisall. Things started with the Bears firing running backs coach David Walker over workplace behavior. Uh, then later in the day, Matt Eberflus spoke to the media. We'll, we'll hear a little from Matt Eberflus as we go along today. Uh, Jalen Johnson was made available, talked to the media after, being, uh, after requesting a trade and then not being moved yesterday on the trade deadline. And then that was followed up by Montez Sweat, who spoke to the media, welcomed uh, Montez Sweat to Chicago for the first time. Uh, the media got to have a conversation with him. And then Ryan Poles spoke. So you got a lot of action up at Hallis Hall earlier today. Uh, which way? It's up to you. Which way would you like to go first with this? You had Eberflus, you had Poles, well, you have Sweat, you have Johnson. Which way would you like to go this this Bears segment? I think it's a weird, it's a weird day, right? Because all-encompassing, you would think that it's a good day, right? You add a pass rusher who's going to make a difference instantly. He said he'd like to play on Sunday. Like, Listen, this defense sucks, man. They're the they're the worst defense in the league when it comes to sacks. Just line them up and tell them to go get the quarterback, right? Like, there can't be that much going on where you just go, hey, get in there and go get the quarterback. Uh, so I think it's a good day. I think it was also a good day to hear from Jalen Johnson where he says he's still open to negotiating with the Bears and he still wants to be here and he hasn't changed his mind about being here. He just wants to be paid like he thinks he deserves to be paid. Uh, but then you have the David Walker stuff, and this is another coach under Matt Eberflus, two in one year, yeah. that has been fired for cause and not for job performance, right? Not for on-field performance, not because the running backs have been like the running backs have been one of the bright spots on the team, if not the only bright spot on the team so far this season. They're running the crap out of the football so far this year. And so it's another black eye on Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles and their coaching staff because it's another HR firing by this team. And at the same time, you're trying to celebrate bringing in Montez Sweat, who hopefully signs an extension here and is here for a few years and adds to your pass rush and adds to your team for the foreseeable future. Something I do want to talk to you about with Montez Sweat is... This is a good trade if Sweat is a stud player for the Bears for how long? How long does he have to be a stud player for the Chicago Bears to make this a good trade? And, and my logic in asking you that question would be, if you use a second-round pick on a player, you get, what, three, four years, hopefully, five? And if they're very good, you extend that player beyond five? Given his age, I would say that you're going to get one contract's worth. Right, and, and so and that's, that's a good answer from you because I think... Thank you. As we start to kind of digest this trade, he has to be really good now, which I think he is. But also, you're only really getting this 
three to four year chunk of time for this player when a second round player that you drafted would give you more runway. You see what I'm saying? So, like, how long does he have to be a stud player for it to be a good trade in hindsight? Because I could see today, you know, last year at this time, I saw the Claypool trade and I said, this is a good trade. But in hindsight, it didn't turn out to be a good trade. Well, I think the difference is that with this trade, you already know that he is a stud player. Whereas if you draft someone in the second round, let's say you do draft an edge rusher, right? In the second round. Like, let's say all things are equal, that 35th, 6th, whatever it could be, 33rd. I mean, who knows? It could be 33rd. You draft an edge rusher and they're a bust. Like, that could happen, you know? With Sweat, at least you know he's a stud. You know he's most likely going to give you double-digit sacks this year. He's already got six and a half. Do the math. Uh, He could give you double-digit sacks this year. Um, And I think he's already set up as a... But also, you're bringing in a veteran. You're bringing in leadership. You're bringing in... If you do end up drafting another edge rusher at some point, that's a mentor for that young edge rusher for the future. Um, So I think the benefits of trading for someone who you know is a stud because... All the top tier guys, like all the 1A, 1B, all the one guys yeah. are going to be gone in the first round. For sure. Like you're going to have f- four or five edge rushers go in the first round. And then you're kind of like, okay, well, where's the drop off, right? Like where's that floor where we go from that guy's guaranteed to be a stud, like the verses and like those guys, right? From Florida State and all those other guys, right? The, the kid from Alabama and then there's some from Washington and all that kind of stuff, right? And then you go down the list like where's that where does that drop off where's that gap and does is sweat better than what you're gonna get in that gap like does he fill in between that gap because you already know he's good so i don't think he has to be like a productive player for 10 years i mean that would put him at 37 years old like that's not gonna happen well that's also why you don't trade second round draft picks you see what I'm yes. saying? Like, that's where my thought process was coming from. My thought process was coming from you're moving a second round draft pick. That's a player that you could theoretically have for five plus years if he turns out to be good. I think you're maxing out sweat if he's here for five mm-hmm. years, right? Like, ideally, you would like him here for a much longer uh, chunk of time. The other uh, piece of conversation is the Bears firing running backs coach David Walker over workplace behavior. Matt Everflus met the media earlier today and he was asked, do you have a culture issue at Hallis Hall? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, so uh, the culture uh, in our building is outstanding. Um, the guys work hard every single day. Uh, the relationship piece is there. Uh, we care about each other. And uh, we're working diligently, you know, to get this thing turned. You know, we're 2-2 two and two in the last two games. You know, one game was real close. I had a chance at that one. And we really feel we're turning the corner um, there. And we feel excited about this week. Uh, but uh, to answer your question, our culture is awesome. Ryan Poles stepped to the mic later in the afternoon today up at Hallis Hall. I thought he was really good. Uh, I thought he commanded uh, what the message that he wanted to get out there, and I thought he uh, what he said was really good. This is what Ryan Poles had to say on whether or not Eberflus and the Bears have a culture problem. Yeah, well, I can be really clear with that one. We have uh, expectations here, and this comes from me, Kevin, George, and Matt. If you don't meet those expectations of how you move around this building, how you treat people, how you talk to people, how you act, you don't belong here. So the alternative is you do nothing and you just kind of brush it on the rug and you're cool with that, which we're not. Or you you act 
accordingly to make sure that your culture is strong. So unfortunately, just I feel like every time I talk, it's like the easy way, the quiet way, the hard way is the loud way. And we have to deal with this, but that's how we're going to do business here. So That was Ryan Poles earlier today. It's Blocking Abdallah. We're talking Bears football at 312-332-3776. Aaron on the south side. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Aaron? Hey, how we doing, guys? Bear down. Bear down. Bear down. Hey, hey, are you guys tired of this yet? I know I am. I've been a Bears fan my whole life. I can't even remember when we had a Heisman Trophy winner named Cade McNow that we had a bunch of hype around. What happened with that? What happened to every quarterback after that? I, he's saying that we don't have a culture problem. I don't understand that when we're not winning. We have a production problem, definitely. So if you can fire a running back coach in the middle of the year for his decorum in the building, how can you keep an OC who is not producing, who calls the same plays back to back to back, who is being called out by every other analyst throughout the league? I don't understand that. You can be forthright and still be vague. What he told us was vague. We don't know why any of these coaches were fired. But we do know we have coaches on the team who are not producing. Why do they keep their, like, at my job, if I don't produce, i got to leave. I have to produce. So why are we able to keep coaches that are not producing, but we can get rid of coaches who are producing because they don't match the culture? Because our running backs weren't the problem, but our offense is. Well, the, the problem wasn't performance with the team, Aaron. He, he was fired for workplace behavior. Yeah. That, that's why. No, I get that, and I agree with that. I agree with them doing that. If, if somebody's doing something on the job that is taken away from uh, the culture in the job and bringing people down, yes, you have to do that. I agree with that. But I also think that producing results is key to any job you have in this country. I have to produce when I go into work. If I do not produce, I do not have a job. We have had an offensive coordinator now who has, with either quarterback now, who is not producing. And the scheme that everybody is going with Tyson Bajan, I think he could be a great uh, quarterback, and I'm rooting for this kid. But the scheme that uh, Luke Getty has given him is not sustainable. Can't dink and dunk for quick 10-yard passes up and down the field. Our old Bears defenses would say that in press conferences, like, we dare you to go 10 plays. If you can get more than 10 plays off us, we'll tip our hat to you. So when you have an offense that's designed around going 15, 16 plays down the field, at some point a rookie will make a mistake. Right. I don't understand how Aaron Rodgers, former quarterback's coach, is our offensive coordinator. He is not producing, and we can't get rid of him midseason. Yeah, I mean, I think they're two different conversations. Thanks for the call, Aaron. Well, I I think that... It's not as easy as people think to just fire coaches, right? Like, yes, the Raiders did it. They have someone in place to take the spot. And also, like, they're probably in a place now where they're just going to try to lose games. Like, I think that the Bears now, like Luke Getze. Okay, you fire Luke Getze, right? You don't think they're still running the same plays, the same system? Like, the quarterback's coach is just going to run the same system. You're not going to... The quarterback already knows what he wants in the offense. You're not doing that new... The natural progression would be to promote the quarterback's coach to offensive coordinator because now you've got the wide receiver's coach who's also coaching the running back, so he's already doing two jobs. So, at that point, it's not like he's got this secret book of plays that he's been waiting to unleash when Luke Getze gets fired, right? 
Also, you've got a head coach in Matt Eberflus who probably won't get fired until the end of the year because, again, who's going to take over for him? You don't have a defensive coordinator because he was let go for this for a, another HR violation, right? And then you're not going to put Lou Getze in there and have him be the head coach. And, wh- and then who calls the defense, right? There's nobody there to call it. So the, the point is, like, yes, you can see, hey— You've got a workplace issue, issue. There's an HR violation. And I guarantee you, if this HR violation would have happened with Getsy or Matt Eberflus, they yeah. would also be yeah. out. This is a different situation. They're not going to fire someone for on-the-field performance until the end of the year. Matt and Streamwood, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Matt. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my phone call. It, what worries me is what like Sylvia and Waddle were talking about, where like the Bears are crying Montez sweat. And, and I heard Ryan Pohl's interview about you know and, and his and how he was like evaluating uh, Matt Eberflus and just say like how he was admiring his character and that he's a tough guy and it just it worries me that I believe that Ryan Poles traded for Montez Sweat to save Matt Eberflus' career and that he wants someone on this defensive end because Justin's not playing and that could show like if Matt Eberflus gets this Bears team to six wins that his that his job is safe and that just worries me that. Ryan Poles is just so blind that he wants Matt Eberflus to work out that he, he just traded for Montez Sweat, not for to better the Bears, but to prove that Matt Eberflus was a good coach. It does feel, Matt, like the two are on two different timelines. Like, Poles is making moves as if this team is five wins, and, and the coach is at a two-win coach this season. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I know it's a move for the future, but it feels like they're, they're out of sync now. Thanks for the call, Matt. Thanks, guys. Well, I think you've got a situation where we might just be biding time here till the end of the year. Like, I don't think that they're going to, like, I don't think. Put together and make a run? No. I mean, even if they did, I think we've seen enough of this. We got we got a lot of pregame shows to get ready for for the no, rest of the no, season. No, no, no. I understand that. We watch and, party and, and, on, Sunday, and listen, on Sunday. And we'll be amped for all of it. We're going to be fry just, the coop. Yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to be got drinking football left. Pipeworks beer, eating some fry the coop sandwiches. It's going to be great. I just think that, like. Don't do this to me now that the season's over. Here's what the trade told me. Ryan Poles is safe. That's all you need to know yeah, about the trade. That's, I agree with that. That's the only certain thing I can say. Ryan Poles is safe because he was able to make that trade. Hello, Tim on the south side. Oh, Tim. Hey, I heard you guys complain about the ratings of the World Series. Yeah. Uh, you guys are saying that the ratings are low between Texas and Arizona. Well, they're the worst the ever. Lowest in history. Higher. They're the worst ever, actually. Uh, Right, right, right. The ratings couldn't have been higher during the uh, playoffs, though. So that means that, you know, when you get an East and a West Coast team and maybe the Cubs playing the Cleveland uh, Indians, the ratings are much higher. But what are the ratings of your show talking about the Bears for one hour? Uh, we got full phone lines right yeah, now. Yeah, we got so full I'd, phone lines. The ratings are pretty good. good. Yeah, yeah, but, the but, Twitch but, chat is rolling. I can get through every single yeah. time. Well, no, we keep a line open just for you, Tim. The, the you've got, you've got a special number. Do you open the line just yeah. for me? Yes. We do, cause well, because we, we've you got guys, your, we know your number. Be zero. We know your oh. number, Tim, so we, uh, we, we patch that yeah, one right your through. Your ratings must be zero talking about the Bears for one hour. Wait, you want, you want an hour-long World Series pregame show? How boring is it talking about a 2-15 and 15 team? A 2-15 and 15 team. I mean, how boring is it calling into a radio show how you don't like every day? How boring talking about the Bears? I think it's entertaining, to I think be it is, too, I mean, yeah. It's just as boring talking about the 101 White Sox. Let's talk about, you know, anything. Him and that Josh guy must who, hang out. Who wins tonight? Rangers, Diamondbacks. Who do you got? 
I, I think the Rangers are going to win. Because the, the, the Diamondbacks are not the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs come back when they're down three games to one. But the, the, the Diamondbacks aren't going to do that. The what, Cubs what about, are a super what about MVP? Team. What about MVP for the series? The Chicago Cubs are a no, super team. No, not the Cubs. Team. Rangers, Diamondbacks. Who's the MVP? Came, Who do you got? Three games to one. The Chicago Cubs are a super team. What are you talking about? The Cubs are a super team. I'm talking you? about when the Cubs were down three games to one. To no, Cleveland, we're talking about the World Series right Cleveland now, Tim. We're talking about the game right the now, Tim. Corey Seager. Corey. Was that the most Corey. series you guys ever seen? The Cubs? We're talking about this year's yeah, World the Series. The Cleveland Indians. What does, what does something that happened seven years Was ago that matter? the most exciting World Series you guys ever seen? <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. When it went to midnight and all you guys it was, were there, great. was that the most exciting World Series you've ever seen in your life? It was the most exciting World Series I've ever seen in my oh. life, Tim. I the ratings then, you morons. Black and Abdallah on right. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Follow the show on Twitter. At Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Listening on the ESPN Chicago app is Adam in Champaign. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Adam? Black and Abdallah, you guys want to talk about the Bears on one of the biggest days of the year for them when they got Montez Sweat and they had a coach fired? Don't you remember the White Sox in 2005 in the World Series? Wasn't that one of the greatest World Series you've ever seen? Listen, Adam. Listen, Adam. Listen, Adam. Listen, Adam. We're talking about this year's World Series. I got got nothing for you. That's a good call. (laughs) Thank you, Adam. Greatest pitching performance ever in a World Series, Adam. Will never be replicated, Adam. Four complete games, Adam. That wasn't in the World Series. It was in the ALCS, but still. Best ALCS ever, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Best day ever. (laughs) Thank you. There he is, Adam in Champaign. Can you remember a better ALCS? I cannot. Uh, Nick and Skokie, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Nick. Nick, don't yell at us, please. How we doing? How we doing? Uh, you know, okay. it's just another night. Don't yell at us, please. I promise. No, okay. I, I won't. I won't yell at you guys. Uh, truth be told, though, this is what happens when the Bears have been bad for so long. <laughs> My man Tim needs a hug, a bear hug. All right, because he's hurt. Someone hurt him. Someone hurt him bad. Uh, all right. Uh, here's my thing, Abdella. I agree with you 100. percent I think that not all second round picks are kind of created equal. I think if you can get Sweat and if you can get him for a, a solid five years, then it was definitely worth the the trade made. Um, I think one of the things that fans, including myself, I mean, you know, just armchair quarterback, make the mistake of when you fire people, you can't teach a whole new language, especially halfway through the season. You have to go with the language that you've been teaching and that you've been preaching throughout the course of the year. I don't think coaching staff, especially management, upper management, wants to fire anybody mid-year because it just kind of sets you back in terms of, what the team wants to accomplish, not just this year, but the year after that and the year after that. So in terms of the pick, I think that they did a good job. I think they got a heck of a player, to be honest, and I think it's going to really make the offensive line when they got to go up against each other really good as well. Love you guys. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for the Thanks, phone call. Uh, let's go with Bob and Mokina. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Bob. Bob. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. good. How are you? Excellent. So, you know, a lot of people want instant results. 
And, uh, and, and it's unfortunate that we've had to deal with this for a year and a half, but I believe that Ryan Poles is going the right direction. He has admitted his, uh, his mistakes, basically by the choices he's made. And unfortunately, it takes more than a year and a half to develop a team. They're going to need three to four years to be able to develop the management system, the skill, and get everything in place because we are all sick of the coaching carousel, the quarterback carousel, and we need some consistency and some levels of standards, and that's why they're letting people go during the midseason to show that we need to be the organization going forward that has standards and has morals and has a good coaching group. And I believe that they are, are truly finally building the team the correct way. That's a good way to look at it, Bob. I, I thought that Ryan Poles was really good today. You know, we, we can criticize uh, some of the moves that he's made, but I think the way he spoke to the media today, I thought it was good. It was a leader. He was taking control of his franchise, and he, and he talked to the media. I have no problems with what Ryan Poles had to say earlier today. Yeah. Uh, 312-332-3776. Door one or door two, Abdallah? Where would you like door to go next? Door one, door, 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 door one or door two? There's too much bear stuff. Door one or door two? Doors. Where would you like to go? Door two. Door two. We go Here's to door, door one. one. We go to Chase on the south side. Hello, Chase. Black, what's happening, man? Hello, Chase. I don't know what's happening, man. Hello. <laughs> oh man, Abdul, you sound so cranky today, man. Hey, um, Black, I disagree, man. I, I actually am okay with this trade. You know, um, what you got to understand. So I do understand where you're coming from as far as the second round pick, mm-hmm. but you also got to look at it like this too. There's no guarantee those second round picks are going to hit either. Um, you know, like, a fair like point. think about it, huh? That's a fair point. You know, like. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times you're not going to get a quality player as good as Sweat than you could with a second rounder either. So it can go either way, you know, because let's say they, you know, and also, too, that this draft, from what I heard, is not very deep as far as defensive players like this previous draft. So I kind of understood the point. Now, the only thing that you can can concern yourself with as far as this uh, player is that, I kind of kind of accumulate uh, this same thing when they uh, signed uh, Makeem Hicks, you know, because you remember when Akeem Hicks came here, he was, you know, he came here in 2016 and he was 27 years old. Yeah, same he was good. Just sweated. And Akeem Hicks, the first two years, made a good impact. But you saw as the team was winning, he wasn't as effective as down the line. And so he started to get injuries and all that. And so I'm kind of – His fall off was quick. Worked. It was. You said what? His fall off was quick. He was good for the first couple of years. You're right. Yeah. They continued to get injured, and then he was never out there. Exactly. So that's the only thing that that you can turn yourself with with a player like Sweat because it's the same thing. Like Montez Sweat is a very good player in the pass rusher, but he's also 27. Yeah. And as you get towards the, the maybe like the third, fourth year of the contract, the production might still be there, but he might not be hit. The injury starts to wear on. It becomes a concern. Or like kind of the same thing with Khalil Mack trade. You know, when they trade for Khalil Mack, you saw how as effective as he was, the injuries start to pile up, and then he became a player that they had to get rid of because of the, the team wasn't going nowhere because of the timeline. Because by the time they start winning, you know, which could be, what, four years from now, he might not be worth anything. So that's the thing that I'm a little concerned about. Thanks for the call, Chase. 
All right, you guys have a good night. There he is, Chase on the south side. You said door one, door two. We went to what? We went to door two there? No, we went to one. We went to one, so now you want two? Not really. All right, Mitchell. Mitchell and Desplains. You're on ESPN 1000. Go ahead, Mitchell. Uh, you know, I think that the last two days, I've been just listening to your phone call. Yeah. And it's funny how you are both are under siege by both Generation X and Baby Boomers to like the 10th degree. And I love how it's so entertaining having you guys defend a certain position that I've talked about for years. Or the fact that when someone presents what I call concrete evidence, uh, part of the team likes to be a real smart ass and come up with a bunch of zingers. And the other part of the team tries to break down analytically to at least to compete. And what I find so fascinating is that I said this over the last seven months. You cannot run away from the fact, both of you, that when you deal with a baby boomer, or Generation X, there's a there's a continental divide, and especially when it comes to the Bears. Especially now, I understand you guys have your favorites with regards to not talking about certain things, and that's your part, your show, right? And by the way, regarding Nielsen ratings, um, yeah, you might want to check out those Nielsen ratings, okay? With regards to your time slot, because if you can't make your slot, you're on the lot, Daddy-O. Whoa, okay? and Mitchell, fact- you're coming after us now? No, 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 no. I'm just saying this is observational. It's not an attack. It's observational. I find it fascinating that when you're under fire, you're you're very different in the way you – that all that quirkiness and that, like, you know, that quirky attitude, it goes right out the window because I think there's a – my whole point, Team Gemini, is that there's a difference. I think that there's a big difference in terms of intelligence, knowledge, and insight when it comes to dealing with certain matters that are above your head. And it really comes out in the last two days – I really saw it come to what I call the highest level. Now, listen, oh, I'm not the judge of the jury, okay? Your Nielsen ratings are. And listen, I'm not taking a shot at you. However, I think there are certain subjects when you have older callers, okay, older callers, particularly men, that talk about certain subjects, I find that you guys tend to crack under pressure. Now, Adam, you can be as big of a smartass as you want, <laughs> and that's your strength, because that's what you do. You're just a smartass. Crack and that's under your pressure. Finger. While Chris... He's more analytical, he's a lot more cerebral, and he tries to at least bring the conversation into the fold where he can try oh, to Oh, sorry, Mitchell, I hate to I hate to cut you off, but oh, our no. uh, oh, our no. director of content just told me you're done, so that'll be it. Oh. Thanks. Uh, that's well, from the boss. No, All right, there it, it is. Sorry, there man. it is. That's it. I knew it was coming. Yeah, I knew it was you coming. Check your, check your phone. That's I'm not, I'm no, not making it up. That's it. Sorry. It. Yeah, that'll be the end of Mitchell. Well, back to Bears Balls here. Blucky Abdallah on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We've got 30 minutes left before baseball. Game five of the World Series, Rangers and Diamondbacks. So get your calls in now. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. We're talking about the Bears at 312-332-3776. It's Black and Abdallah. Busy day today at Hallis Hall. The Bears fire running backs coach David Walker over workplace behavior. Uh, Jalen Johnson spoke to the media after the trade deadline. A day ago, he was requesting a trade. He's still with the Bears. He talked earlier today. Montez Sweat was introduced to the media. And Ryan Poles also spoke to the media. Busy day at Hallis Hall earlier today for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, well, like three of those things I would say are normal. You know, the guy who requested a trade didn't get one. 
is available to the media to talk about it. The new guy. I don't Montez think that's Sweat. normal. I think it is. Why I don't, not? not necessarily. Why not? He's on the team. He's yeah, a defensive player. Yeah, but talk. like something like that, that's not, I don't think it's normal to like push him out in front of the media and be like, all right, talk I about the fine. fact that you requested a trade. I think it's great. Right. I don't see why not. I loved it. Uh, Montez thought, Sweat, that's normal. That's normal. And Ryan Poles talking after the trade deadline. Well, and Eberflus was supposed to speak yeah, today it's anyway. Wednesday. Eberflus talks on Wednesday. The not normal thing is the second member of the coaching staff uh, yeah. being dismissed for HR uh, reasons. For, uh, for HR reasons, but having HR get involved. Workplace behavior. Yes, workplace behavior is the, uh, the technical term used by businesses. Kelly in Cole City, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hey, guys, I just wanted to call and you give you guys a hug. You've had a oh. rough couple nights. Oh, we're good. Oh, no, oh, this, is, this is the night We're program. not the we're, ones that yeah. need the hugs. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, all calls welcome. It's our motto on the show, um, unless you recently were banned by our program director. Yeah, it's um, it's the three individuals who have uh, chosen to take out their aggression on us. That th- those are the individuals that need hugs. We're good. <laughs> well, I'm very glad. I-, I literally turned the radio off when that guy said, uh, the one that just called. Mitchell? That you guys hung up on. Yeah. Mitchell? Well, that will, Ooh, like, Kelly, that won't help our ratings, and now right, you're helping you gotta, Tim. All right. Well, you got to stay with us, Kelly. <laughs> I, I listen to you guys every day. I Thank love you. you both. You guys are the best. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Kelly. You. Appreciate it. We go to Mark in Lincoln Park. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Mark. Chris, Adam, how are you guys? We're good. What's up? What do you think uh, with the Montez Sweat situation, the trade? Yeah, I want to bring it back. I, I don't share quite the angst of Sylvie, but I, I do share somewhat of an angst, and you brought it up last night or two nights ago, Chris. If they're using this as a short-term solution, that's a terrible 32 or 33. But we have all talked about how the defensive edges need to be built. And he's got Ngakwe and Sweat now. What is Poles's, I guess, what's the real, I don't know if Courtney can get it. What, what kind of leverage does he think that he's really going to be able to sign Sweat? Because they, they definitely need a three technique in the middle that they're going to have to find. They Obviously, Sweat and Ngakwe, if they can work together, is awesome. But he's, they got to sign him. They can't be a six or nine game thing and out. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. if I had to yeah. guess, Mark, that. I don't think Ngakwe is here next year. This is a one-year okay. deal for him. I think they end up drafting. Like, if I I know everyone is in love with Marvin Harrison Jr. I understand that. You got two picks. I know. But if I was building this team, I'm going quarterback. Yeah. Okay. And then in the first round, I'm trading that. that if it's second overall, I'm trading back a little bit, getting another first-round pick. Then I got two more first-round picks. I'm taking another wide receiver that's not necessarily Marvin Harrison Jr. That could be just as good as Marvin Harrison Jr. And I'm also taking another defensive end to replace Ngakwe. And then maybe spending the money on that three technique. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I think I that, do, but do you think, do you think he's going to be able to keep a sweat here? Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, today like, he made it seem like a deal is close. That's what Ryan Pohl said today know, when he spoke to so- the media. That's really the question. Like, what is it that he thinks it's really cool? Obviously, it's a, a complex negotiating situation. Yeah. But they've had to have talked about this before this guy came here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Thanks for the call, Mark. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you. It, yeah. Yeah. There is Mark in Lincoln Park. We go to Such in Naperville. Such, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Such. What's up, fellas? How you guys doing? We're good, man. I feel like this is turning into a weekly thing. Let me just say this. How come recently... Every time I get off work from, like, a hard, long working day, I turn on the radio to listen to my guys from Libertyville. 
And there's Woodrow Wilson voting, Ed Sullivan watching. I've been calling the movie theater to check movie timings. Nerd Mitchell is always hating on you guys and the young generation. Dude, if I wanted to hear some old man ramble and complain, I listen to old John Fox pressers from when he coached the Bears. <laughs> Leave my guys alone. Take that trash to 670 to score. Oh, and like The Rock no. said, shut up, boomer. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, hang Such. up, listen, bear down. Love you guys. Thanks, thank you, Such. Uh, Rack him. Yeah, that was a Jim Rome call right there. Rack him. Rack him. Uh, Tim and Wheaton, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Tim. Let me continue the train here saying that we love you guys. Love the show. <laughs> Thank you. We're, we're here for you. Um, but I, the, my one issue with this trade is until we get a quarterback, mm-hmm. then anything we do, we're not going to reach the goal. We're trying to get to the Super Bowl. So if we, if we actually win some more games this year because of this, if we needed that second-round pick to help us move up in the first round this year, depending on where our pick or Carolina's pick ends up, to not have that, um, I think look at look at the Bengals. Until they found Joe Burrow, they continued to draft at the top of the draft over and over till they found the quarterback. I don't think we have the quarterback right now. I, I'm pretty certain of that. So if this deal takes away from that, I've got an issue with it. Well, Tim, do you think they can use their the Panthers pick? Let's say it does end up being number one or two overall. Do you think they can use that to find their quarterback? Because if you because well, if you do right, that's that's finding your Joe Burrow right. That's true. I'm just I'm not convinced. You know, if if let's say it's Caleb Williams, whoever number one, you know, I don't know the Panthers are going to be the number one pick. Hopefully, but yeah. we might need that second round pick to package with that to move up. Um, although I will say this Kirk Cousins talk has intrigued me a little bit. That might be a good stopgap for a couple of years. So I might be arguing against myself here for a second. Wait, but that, Tim, where did you hear this me. today? No. Oh, Tim, I don't think Chris heard this. Did you hear? It was uh, Shay. Did you hear? Did you, were you listening to Cap and uh, Jay Hood today? Yes, I was. And Shay yes, brought this up. Oh, I wanted to snowboard. I wanted to punch him right through the radio. Well, don't hit Shay. He wants. He wants them that no. if if the no, Vikings he's doing, move he's doing on a bit. at the end, no, he's doing at, a bit. He did the he did the look at the numbers. No, he's doing a bit. There. He did the oh, l- listen. This could be not a, not a horrible deal. You get him off an injury, you might get him at a discount. Kirk Cousins in Chicago? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I had to, I almost spit out the coffee. No, see, you know what this is. That's a good radio producer. I was jealous of this take when that, I heard That's it. a good radio producer. Uh, Throw out some absolute nonsense, so then Cap probably got fired up about it. Right, Tim? I oh, think he kind of just, yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Cap got fired up about it, and you, you get the conversation going. He's stirring the pot. I like that. That's a good move by Shea. Thanks, Tim. Hey, you got it, guys. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Yeah, as a as a, as a as a veteran about? quarterback. No way. Not how about this? Not drafting a quarterback, trading the pick, drafting whatever you end up drafting, and then si- spending your money on Kirk Cousins. Antonio on the South Side. <laughs> You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Antonio. I'm all good, man. How you guys doing tonight? We're What's all right. Up? You guys got a lot of weather to come at me, bro. Callers tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just another night. It's Wednesday. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with the Montez Sweat thing. I like to see people learn from their mistakes. I didn't like the Claypool thing last year. I think this was a lot better fit. Um, I think if you're going to keep Eberflus, you got to give them something to work with. And I think um, just overall, this Bears fans is kind of funny and sad because we're like traumatized from all of the years of stuff not going right. Where it's like, don't get Caleb Williams and Justin Fields. It's like, well, who the hell are we gonna get at this point? 
I just wonder, what do you guys think about the development? Can you guys see any development going forward? What do you think about um, the draft as far as, like, some interior guys to go along with the guys we're putting on the outside? Because the defense is getting okay. So, just what do you guys think about that, just the, the development? And one more thing, I like Pose getting out of the mediocrity zone. If you're not going to win the Super Bowl, don't be drafting 14th for Miss Aaron Donald. If you're going to be bad, be all the way bad. Get the draft picks. Right, you guys have a good day. All right. Thank you, Antonio. Appreciate the phone call. I'd say this on his question on the defensive line. You drafted two rookies last year, two, two players in last year's draft, mm-hmm. Zach Pickens and Javon Dexter Sr. They've yeah. got to step up. They've got to be starters next year. Absolutely, they have to. They've got to play better. And I think, you know, when, when you add a, a player of Sweat's caliber, he will make everyone else around him better because whether he commands a double team and whether teams have to scheme better for him, like that should free up guys for you. The problem with bringing in Ngakwe is that like he's the only guy you got to worry about. He doesn't play the run well at all. Sweat's one of the best defenders against the run, uh, one of the best edge defenders against the run. So I think that, look, I don't think it's going to adding an, Montez Sweat is going to mean they're going to win like three more games because instead of like one more game, right? Yeah. Like I don't think he's going to add to wins. I don't think you're beating the Saints because he's out there, right? You want to get weird? Okay. Hasn't today been weird enough? Let's go to Dan in Oakbrook. Dan, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, guys. I want to talk about the quarterback situation. So go, go ahead. Is it, is it just me? I'm of the opinion Tyson's a legitimate quarterback. He's not getting sacked. He's got good pocket awareness, mm-hmm. uh, and he's throwing he's throwing like 15-yard outs over defensive backs really, really nicely. I mean, we start that game off uh, this past weekend with a touchdown instead of a 40-yard pass. Like, momentum's completely different. Uh, I want to get your opinion on where we're at collectively with Tyson and if he's, in the last few games, proven himself to potentially be our quarterback. All right, there, there you go. That's a, that's a good call, Abdallah. Thanks for the call, Dan. Appreciate you. I, I'd say he has not shown enough. I'd like to see more. And we will see more against the Saints. Yeah. Chances are it probably won't go great, and we'll have our answer. I think, too, it's different when he's throwing. Like, yes, the first play of the game was awesome, and Mooney should have kept running and maybe had a touchdown. I get that. He wasn't touched, whatever. But after you're down 14 to nothing, like, real quick, the defense isn't really pressuring you that much you know they're they're kind of just playing back and being like okay beat us with your arm and he couldn't he could not do it i'm not saying he doesn't have an arm i don't think he has much of an arm but he couldn't do it there was one garbage touchdown that was it like normally like even okay qbs will put up be like okay well a garbage touchdown all right i've seen enough to think that he's not going to be a disaster I've seen enough to say, let me see some more. I've seen enough to say that you are a good backup, and should a quarterback get hurt, you're fine. I haven't seen enough to be like, yeah, don't draft Caleb Williams. This guy's legit. Mark in Bridgeport, you're on ESPN 1000. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, tough crowd, tough crowd. I uh, just wanted to call, <laughs> put some respect on your guy's name. Oh, thank I don't you. know what's up with that boomer, man. Somebody need to give him, give him a little something to puff on or something. Uh I mean, you're calling ESPN Chicago. Trade deadline was yesterday. 
grab some bench, Boomer. You know what I'm saying? Just wanted to call and put some respect on your guys' name. Love you guys and uh, stay real, man. Appreciate All right, thank you, Mark. Thanks, thank Mark. you. Have a great Thanks, night. Mark. Grab some bench. Yeah. All right, the song of the night is coming up. We also have time for some over your calls, but our song too. of the night—it's a good one. You're listening to Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Charlie Bevins and Jack McGrath for producing tonight's show of Black and Abdallah. We will return tomorrow night. 7 o'clock, we'll have Bears Weekly from 6 to 7 tomorrow night. And then Black and Abdallah from 7 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000. Also, don't forget about uh, Sunday. We have the Bears pre-pre-show, the pre-game show leading you into coverage of Bears football with Sylvie Dion and Lance Briggs uh, every Bears game day. And Black Abdallah will have the 8 to 10 hours on your Sunday morning getting you ready for Bears football. And Abdallah, after that, from noon to 2, we will be at Fry the Coop downtown. Yeah. We're going to Fry the Coop on Chicago Avenue. Come hang out with us. We'll be there from noon to 2 watching the football game. Ah, the professional football team from Chicago. The professional Take on team. The New Orleans professional football the team. The two teams will play football. We will yes. watch it. We'll be enjoying some great Fry the Coop chicken sandwiches, tenders, whatever you want. And they have a full bar, TVs, everything. We'll be drinking Pipeworks beer. Uh, they've got some great uh, collaborations with Fry the Coop, a little bit of happiness. And they've got Chicken versus Unicorn. So we'll be drinking that as well. So come hang out with us, watch the game, drink some Pipeworks, eat some chicken. It's going to be awesome. Coming up in five minutes, we will uh, get ready and we will take you to first pitch World Series Game 5, Texas Rangers at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Rangers go for the World Series win tonight. They're up in the series three games to one. That's coming up next here on ESPN 1000. As always, around 650, we like to play for you the song of the night. I want to rock! Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Tonight's song. Stroke 9. Little Black Backpack. It's from 1999. It's your Song of the Night.
listening yeah. to Little Black Backpack. Say that ten times fast. Well, Abdallah, it, it really, uh, usually we like to match a piece of historical data or something in the news that we can match with a song we select. But tonight is a dealer's choice. Yeah. Uh, Abdallah was feeling it. He was playing it in the newsroom, and, and it was like, boom, that's our song of the night. I remember this song from back in the day. It, it was a good one. Song. Yeah. Also, this was like a, a total, like, era. There were a lot oh, yeah. of songs that kind of sounded like this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this was their, their very much a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Uh, this song was written about, the, remember the late 90s? Uh, every girl was carrying around little backpacks, yeah. like little mini backpacks yeah. as like their purse. Yeah. So he caught his girlfriend cheating with another guy while she was wearing a the little, little black, black backpack. backpack. And so he wrote this song, and uh, that was kind of it. I guarantee you uh, it is the the shortest Wikipedia page of any band we've ever featured on Song of the Night. It's like two paragraphs. Yeah, it is, it is it. pretty short. It essentially tells you that the song was written, inspired, like Abdallah just told us, and that they performed it once live at the 2000 California Music Awards, whatever that is. It's number four on the Hot 100. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... I'm surprised that not more people in the Twitch chat remember this song. Oh yeah, come on! This is a great song for me. This is this is in that era of like fastball and Eve Six. Fastball. <laughs> the verb. Eagle Eye Cherry. All those like kind of rock bands where you're like, all right, I like this song. You got one hit. Could be con- confused for soft rock. Yeah, you'd have to buy the single. <laughs> you could actually go to a Sam Goody and buy a single. Uh, the anymore. old days. Yeah. All right, uh, Stroke 9, Little Black Backpack. It's your song of the night. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. The Rangers go for the World Series tonight. They lead three games to one. World Series Game 5 next. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. 